I'm Amelia, and you're listening to Echo the Podcast. On our latest podcast, we chatted with Barney Fletcher. This rising London-based artist has launched his latest mixtape project, Jetpack. During the early days of COVID, when we were all stuck inside, Barney found opportunity in the infinite labyrinth, which is the internet. Delving into the plethora of beats, Barney was inspired by the work of some platinum and Grammy-winning producers. Blending those hip-hop beats and R&B melodies with his laser-sharp lyricism, Barney has produced 10 high-octane tracks to get lost in, including Weakness and Breakfast at Isabel's. We chatted with Barney about the mixtape, performing live, and more. Take a listen. Barney, I am so excited to have you on. And first off, just how are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I cannot complain. It was a, it was a nice day in London today. It's getting colder. I like the winter though. So uh, yeah, I don't know. London does like Christmas and I don't know, uh, Halloween and all that stuff. It does it pretty well. It's a very distinct feeling in the, in the city when, uh, when it gets around this time. So yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah, I'm in Boston, so we're starting to get that like winter feel. Although today feels very summery, so mm-hmm. it, I'm losing the fall. Like the leaves are turning orange, but it's warm. Damn. So do they do? Do they do like? Uh, I swear, in, in America, just like the decorations, they go crazy. Like Halloween decorations. Oh yeah, like, you don't you don't really see much of that around here. Like, but in America, I just yeah, everything's. Uh, yeah we started loan displays and stuff exactly we started to have halloween decorations in the stores like beginning of summer like (laughs) we get really into it (laughs) but another thing to celebrate you just released your mixtape and what Mm -hmm. was the writing process first off actually how does Mm -hmm. it feel to finally have it out after working on it it feels good it feels very good i mean uh as like as an artist, as a musician, you write a lot of stuff. You write lots and lots and lots of stuff, and lots of work kind of builds up. And you've got lots of music sitting everywhere, and you want to you want to release all of it all at once. And so every time there is a release, a project release, it's like it's like a nice little cleanse of the. Do you know what I mean like once it's out, yeah, you're like, oh, yeah. okay, there we go. That that body, like people can finally listen to that music. Uh, so it's 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 uh yeah, no, it's refreshing to have to have new music out. Well, it also probably feels good to like. I would imagine as an artist, you're kind of holding your breath, being like, hopefully everybody really loves this, and then like when they have such a positive reaction to it, like, yeah, no, I think it, I mean, it's, yes, it's, if people, if people enjoy it, then that is definitely a bonus. But I think from a, from a selfish point of view, it's really just like, I know I like it. So I, I just, I just put it out and then hopefully it finds the right Pete. And if, if it finds the other people that like it as much as I like it, then that's great. But if not, it's, it's not the end of the world, but, uh, that's the mindset I try to go by when, uh, um, when it comes to releasing stuff, because I think if you're, if you're expecting like a certain reaction or hoping for a certain reaction from certain people or whatever, you can often get disappointed, you know? So it's like, I think it's better just to just make, make stuff that you, that you like, that you fuck with. And yeah. am I allowed to swear on here? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> no, uh, no, uh, yeah, I think that's just the, the healthiest way to go about it, really. Just make stuff that you like. And if, if, if it's stuff you're proud of, then yeah, 
Yeah, as like you when should. You put it out. You you're never disappointed, you know, because uh, because it's out. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, what was the writing process like for this um, mixtape? Yeah. So for this tape, it was it was it was a weird one because, I mean, most of it was written at the kind of tail end of COVID. So uh, I wasn't fully back into doing like studio sessions and all this kind of stuff yet. So um, over COVID, a lot of the time I was, when it came to writing stuff, I mean, I had beats and instrumentals and stuff sent to me, but um, scrolling through YouTube, I used to do that and just find, find instrumentals on YouTube. And it's what I used to do when I first started making music like when I very like first started in like 2018, um, well like, yeah, 2017, 2018, I was just, I would scroll through music and find like YouTube type beats. So like a Drake type beat or Kendrick mm-hmm. type beat. Um, and I, and I was doing that like towards the end of around that time. And, uh, and I just found a few producers that I really fucked with and thought they were really good. And it's kind of like finding a diamond in the rough, you know, it's like, damn, like, cause there's so much music online. Now. Oh, it's yeah. hard to find good stuff. Um, but when you do find good stuff, it's like, oh damn, just discovered like this, this has been sitting online for like a year or two years and no one's used it. I've turned it into a song yet. So, uh, no, it's, it's exciting. So yeah, the, the recording process was, um, was that, was that the question? Sorry, the Yeah. What, what the process was like. Yeah. No, the process was like, getting getting like a beat from youtube ripping it off of youtube writing a song to it then buying the rights to it (laughs) um and this is all from my bedroom as well so it's quite a funny process it's all very uh yeah it all happens in these four walls you know so uh and then i'd write to it and then i'd so yeah then i'd get the stems to it and then i'd go into the studio and uh, so I went into the studio of my guys, Slim Typical, who work down in Old Street at Rudimentals, uh, big studio there. And, um, and then that's when I like record it nicely. And then we like take bits out, put bits in, we kind of tailor it a bit more. So it's like recording on YouTube beats, but in like a bougie way. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, but it, it's, it's cool just seeing it pretty much all of the beats you can still, they're still up on YouTube, like they're, they're still there and it's just, uh. Yeah, no, it's just, it's, it's a pretty weird process because most of it does happen in, in my bedroom. Uh, and also I'm just, yeah, so used to being in studio sessions with like super talented, like producers and stuff. And it's like, yeah, I just skipped all of that and just went back to doing like the YouTube <laughs> stuff again. So, uh, no, for this tape, it's been really fun. Actually, it was quite uh, refreshing doing it that way. Yeah. I also noticed on TikTok, you do a lot of stitches and duets with people of, um, yeah. did you find any of the beats on TikTok? Uh, no. Cause I, I mean, I only started TikTok probably about like two or three months ago now. Um, for the longest I was like, I was quite against TikTok. Um, just because I don't know. No, I, no, I, I, I don't want to bad mouth TikTok. Yeah. Like, cause I did, cause it's, it's been like a super like useful, like crazy, like tool for getting my music to like new ears. Uh, so in that sense, it's incredible. But I think in general, not even just TikTok, it's like, the way people consume music now is such like a quick turnover, yep. you know, it's, uh, and they I get think, that 15 um, seconds and it has right. to hook you right there. Right. Yeah. So it's like so much of it is, is so much of music now is to do with like the actual marketing of it as opposed to how good, how good the actual song is, you know? So, uh, I don't know, but no, I, I, 
reluctantly, but uh, I, I started using TikTok and then I, I found a way of doing it, which I thought was cool. And then I was like, oh damn, there's actually like other, other people on this, on this app, on this platform, which are, who are making cool stuff too. And um, yeah, so I've done it like, yeah, I've done, done a few little, uh, I try to like once a day or like a couple of times a week, just write uh, stuff on there. Cause they're, they're always short clips and it kind of just keeps your, keeps your mind fresh. It's the sort of thing like I can wake up, write like a little song to something. It takes maybe like an hour to like write and record and then post it up and then you're ready to like actually write proper, proper stuff. So, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's been, it's been good. There's lots of like talented people on there as, as well. So, uh, Oh yeah. yeah, no, definitely. And you were talking a lot about like the different beats and everything. And I love, um, the intergalactic that you have uh, on there and it definitely gives like Pharrell nerd vibes to it yeah, yeah, yeah. and like in the <laughs> best ways possible. So would you say like, who are your influences and would you say like Pharrell is one of your influences in music? Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I think with, so with that, that beat, that was actually, that was a Neptune's type beat which uh really talented producer mb wav on youtube um he produced and uh and yeah i just as soon as i heard it i was like ah oh, i just like it just i loved it there's so much character to it and it, yeah it's, it's very much like a ferelli kind of yeah neptunesy nerd kind of energy to it and i i don't know i think i think i wouldn't say ferelli's like an influence I've not listened to enough of his stuff. Like I obviously know like the big songs, but I've not listened to his like projects back to back. But um but no, I think there's definitely some sort of like playfulness which I which I enjoy in his music. Uh yeah, I think there's there's something also just so crisp about the production of of his stuff, which I, mm -hmm. I really like as well. So uh yeah, and no, I would say he's like a influence, but he's someone I look up to and respect and I do enjoy them his music. So yeah. And I was reading too, you have a pretty extensive record collection. Oh yeah, no, I saw this question. I don't actually have, a, I don't have, I don't currently have a crazy record collection, like a vinyl records. Like, I think this might've been from like an interview where I, was like, <laughs> I think it was like, I, cause the house I grew up in had lots of like, lots of CDs, lots of different records in that sense. But now I'm not like a, I'm not like a vinyl collector or anything. But yeah, no, I well, grew up with see. lots of CD collection. Yeah, CD collection from, um, from that CD collection mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. you had as a kid. Mm -hmm. What were some ones that you had on repeat, and did they find their way into your current work in terms of influence? Yeah, I think um, I just remember there just being like a whole assortment of of stuff, really, and. Uh, I think it kind of, I don't know, it kind of reflects on what it's like listening to music today. Cause it's like, I feel like everyone listens to everything now. Do you know what I mean? Like with Spotify, it's like no one, no one listens to just like one, well, not many people listen to just like one artist and people listen to all genres. It kind of, it's all kind of, all the boundaries are kind of blurred. And that's kind of since Spotify, since you can pay 10 pounds and have access to all the music. So it kind of, when I look back at like growing up as like, a, I don't know, like a eight year old in the house, it kind of, that kind of felt like an embodiment of that. But like back then, cause there was like an MNM CD, uh, Mars Davis CD, uh, 
a BOCD, Bob Dylan, da, da, da. there was all kind of like lots of different, um, lots of different types of music. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think, yeah, probably influenced by, by lots of it. I think, uh, I don't know. I, I remember just listening to mainly like in the car on like the way to school or something. Um, yeah, like Beatles CDs. There's this band called the Bonzo Dog Band, who are like a kind of, it's almost like a, a like a comedy band. But I remember they're like, like the album covers and stuff were so so playful. There was so much to look at, and they had like, they were all songs, but they were almost like skits. But they were actually like good songs as well. And they were a proper band, but they weren't. And it was just, it was just, yeah. So I remember that very vividly. Um, uh. Yeah, like Bob Dylan CDs. Uh, there's this French artist called Camille. My mum used to play all the time. This guy's called the Penguin Cafe Orchestra. I don't know. I just remember a lot. I, I love all the, yeah, I just, I just remember all these different kind of styles of music. And um, yeah. Um, so yeah, I do. I think that all kind of merged into kind of one. And I kind of, I don't think, I don't think that reflects in necessarily the current music I put out. But, um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just aware of it all, you know, like, uh, and I think that's good when you're making music. <laughs> definitely. I feel like your music, like you definitely have your own distinct sound, but like, I feel like I can hear all different aspects, whether it's in the melody or even in your like verses and the storytelling, like, mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. feel like you hear a little bit of everything yeah. in there. So it makes sense that you were kind of listening to everything as a kid. Yeah. I think, uh, I think as well, what I'm, what I'm trying to do now is, I, I don't know, because I, I, I write songs as well. So it's, although the stuff that I'm putting out now is mainly rap and it kind of, and that's what I want to be putting out because that's the type of audience. I want to pull up to shows and have like rap audience, da, 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 da. I do write like songs, like song songs as well, which if I was to put out now, it kind of wouldn't really make sense. And I think when you're, when you're building an audience, you need to kind of, it's very, it's, it's very tempting to be like, yo, I can do this and I can do that. And I can do this and I can do that. See, I can make an indie song. I can make like a rock song. I can make a rap song and kind of throw everyone all at once. But I think that wouldn't actually be beneficial to me. You know, I think it's, I think it's better to take the audience on a journey in a sense. So, uh, there are songs which I wrote like two or three years ago, which I plan to drop in like four years from now. And when people hear it, they'll probably be like, oh, this sounds so much more mature than his old stuff. But <laughs> little do they know it was <laughs> written. <laughs> yeah. I, I, think it's, I think it's better to take a, when people can divide up project by project kind of thing for albums anyway. And uh, yeah, so I'm kind of holding back a few songs which kind of have, I don't know, which sound a bit more, which bring in more elements of the stuff I uh, listened to when I was growing up. So <laughs> That's yeah, right awesome. now it's rap, hip hop, rap. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I can get away with it, you know? Yeah, I, I can't wait to hear that when it comes out in four yeah, years. <laughs> exactly, there we go. <laughs> but um, I was just actually going to say that um, I was listening to some of your old stuff in comparison to this mixtape, and it does feel a lot like um, you're experimenting more with the beats that you're using and the lyrics and how you're building things. Did you find that you felt more comfortable experimenting on this mixtape? Yeah, I feel like, um, yeah, it's, it's a tricky one. I, I think because 
because on this tape, because they were like beats already from YouTube, it was like, and they weren't, and I wasn't in the studio making them from scratch. It was a little bit more, I don't know. I'd say a little bit more restricted what I could do, but I don't know. I think, uh, I was can you can you repeat the question again? Sorry. Yeah, no, I, no, no worries. Yeah, no, I was just saying like that it felt a little bit more experimental, like how you were combining the words or the melodies together. Cause even right, like we you have like the really like fun type vibes. And there's one mm-hmm. song, I forget the name of it on there, that kind of feels very Alice in Wonderland-esque to it. Um just like uh, I want, yeah, there's one called uh, what, Breakfast at Isabel's. I think that's it's got a it. Really quite yes. long intro. I, it's like very Disney. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. It felt very Alice yeah. in Wonderland. But um, mm. yeah, no, I just felt like I was wondering if you felt like you were able to experiment a little bit more or even find yourself more as an artist. <sighs> yeah. Um, if I'm re- if I'm really honest, like I just I don't really think. When I when I hear like a, a beat or something, I'm just trying to make just something which I I want to listen to. Mm-hmm. So maybe in the background that is what's happening. Maybe I'm maybe it's is all part of the exploring different sounds and stuff. But but really, I I, I mean I'd be lying if I went on like a whole <laughs> yeah. tangent about how it was kind of like a self discovery. Really, I'm just trying to make some cool shit. <laughs> um, and and yeah, no, it was just, it's, 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 I just, I always really enjoy it. I, I think I call it, I call these, I keep calling these mixtapes because I think with an album, um, when you call something, an, I think an album should have like a really strong, a really strong, like backbone, like, or like a story or a theme, which runs through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I think with a mixtape, these are just songs I just really like and just want people to be able to listen to and i'm not trying to be like yo this is this whole tape's like about like it's not really it's just it's just it's just good vibes it's like that's why i called it jetpack i was like because at first it was a little pack of songs like four songs um and then it turned into 10 songs and i was like yeah it's still like it's like still like just like a hot pack of songs and i just yeah it just it just felt good so um yeah, no, for, for, for this mixtape, it's really, it's, it's really just, they're just all songs, which I think are, are great. And I just want people to be able to listen to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it was really fun making them, but yeah, it was, it was a different experience. Like, like I was saying earlier, it was a different experience for sure. Just because it was more of a solitary, uh, lots of it was done behind my computer in my bedroom. So, but that's kind of, yeah, I enjoy that. <laughs> Well, I was actually, you got to like kind of leave your bedroom a little bit for the music video for Intergalactic, which yes. was a super cool, epic music video. Where did the idea come for that? You kind of did guerrilla style filming. Yeah. So, um, so after, after this, I played a show in London at XOYO and afterwards this uh, director called Nick, Nick Denisov, he approached me and he was like, yo, we should do a video. And I was like, let's do a video. <laughs> and then he said, yeah, he sent, sent me his stuff, um, sent me his work. And I looked at it and I thought it was really cool. And then, yeah, we kind of just brainstormed like how we could do a video. So 
I mean, because all of this, all of the, this whole tape is, it's all kind of, I'm funding all of it um, from videos, paying producers, mixing, mastering. So, um, so I was like, yo, I don't have like a crazy, I don't have a crazy budget for this. So how can we do something which is like fun and interesting and da, 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 da. And yeah, he came up with this just really cool idea. And, uh, we kind of talked about it changed things. Um, and then, yeah, it kind of just all kind of, he, he brought in some like favors, a bunch of really cool, a really cool production production team. Um, and yeah, no, we, and then we just literally shot it all of it in, in a single day from like 9am to midnight essentially. So it was, a, it was a long, long old day, but, uh, yeah, no, we started with the scene in the arcade and I had a bunch of like friends come down and we booked out the arcade for like two or three hours. So it was like unlimited video games for everyone there. And I got That's everyone like to a dress dream. up in suits. Yeah, no, <laughs> it was awesome. really cool. I was like, damn, this is, <laughs> should do this without a music video. But um, yeah, no, so that was cool. And then, yeah, the trickiest stuff was all this, the stuff we shot on the, the London underground because that was, yeah. That, Do you have any like that, those, fun stories from like, cause I know you had mentioned uh, that you were hoping like nobody would come on the train yeah, or on like, your car, but uh, like, was there any like random people that showed up? Well, yeah, no, there was just with that. There's just so many, like, there are no variables there you can control. So it's just, it's really like, you just, you got to keep riding the tube until you find like a, a train, which is empty. Cause so we had, we had strobe lights. And then we had, um, these bubble machines as well. And I was thinking, cause obviously when the bubbles go out, it looks great. But then when they land and pop, it's like, it's kind of slippy as well. So I was like, oh shit. What if, what if after all these bubbles have gone, they all kind of settle. And then an old lady like gets on the, gets <laughs> on the damn train and then slips <laughs> up. So I was like, I know. I was like, oh my God, I don't want to get, <laughs> and then they look back at CCTV and see like a bunch of like, <laughs> kids with like fucking bubble machines and stuff. And I was like, damn. So no, it was very, it was just very tight schedule. Cause I don't think you're actually, I don't know. I think you're supposed to have some sort of release to, to film on the tube. I'm not even too sure to be <laughs> honest. Uh, we've not done any of that. So uh, I'm sure we'll be fine though. But, yeah. um, but yeah, no, it was, it was just a very, it was a very hectic day. I was going from different parts of London with big camera goddamn yeah it was just it was a very very long day but it was a lot of fun as well so um yeah it, it looked like a lot of fun to film so and it, it's i love the music video i've watched it a few times and uh yeah it was good it was good good fun did you find that watching your mom as a filmmaker as a kid and also having your dad as a photographer as a kid and also now kind of influences the visual work you create or do you find even like when you're writing that you're thinking more visually like how can I make this yeah. a visual later a hundred percent a hundred percent I think uh I think just naturally growing up in in that kind of environment where it is everything is so visual and like I think I'm always thinking I think yeah I'm always thinking of that when when it comes to the live show like when I, no, so when it comes to like writing, writing anything, I'm always think yeah, always thinking of like what well, the lighting could be like for a certain song. I mean, the one we talked about, Breakfast at Isabel's. Like, I knew that intro would just be so like perfect to like start the show, even though it's like the last track on the mixtape. It's like 
It's what we start the show with. And it just, it just works so well. Cause like, yeah, the did it, it's kind of like you're entering like the world and we've got this, I don't know, is that every, everything. And from the start, I was like, this is, this would be a crazy like opener for a show. And sure enough, like a year, a year later, we were, we we're actually doing it. So, um, but yeah, no, yeah. The, the visuals is, I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think I, I think very visually, um, even if there's not like a actual story in the song or anything, it's like, I'm just always, yeah, there's, I don't know. It's kind of like, it's, it's not really something I ever think about, like yeah. consciously think about, but I just know that whenever I write a song, like I'm, there's always the, the, I see the song in my head as a kind of like a, I don't know, lots of images or whatever. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, definitely a very visual, visual person. I like, I like good visuals. I like good cover art. I like, yeah, I want the, when the budget's better for the, for the live <laughs> show, I want it to be crazy. Um, I kind of want to, essentially what I'm trying to do now is build, like, I want to try, try and craft like a universe for people to actually kind of step into as opposed to just like, Oh, Barney Fletcher, he makes cool music and like has cool clothes. Like, mm -hmm. great. But like, I kind of want there to be something for people to kind of, I don't know be a part of and uh so yeah that's what we're working on right now <laughs> but, uh, i know i was i was actually curious because i noticed that you've been doing a lot of like festivals and everything do you have like plans in the near future even like far into the future to tour yes i think i mean next year fingers crossed if everything i mean i don't think covid's hurting anyone like no not hurt. i don't think COVID's stopping anyone from doing things anymore so um i'm yeah i'm really hoping next year we'll do a tour and next year we'll be doing festivals for sure um but yeah I, I'm, I'm i'm always trying to perform live because this is i have the most fun to me that's like that's like the reward at the end of everything is like being able to go on stage and perform it live to people i mean that's just even if, even if they don't know me, if they don't know me, I know I can convert them into a fan. And if they do know me, it's just like, it's just, a, it's just a beautiful feeling. Cause it's just like, damn, like, oh, they know the words or, oh, they're, they're, they're having a good time. So that makes me happy. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm, I'm sure that must be like such a, like euphoric feeling to be on a big stage like that and to have people listening to you. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, yeah, this, this, this is the best, it's the best feeling. I think every artist says it and it's, it's cause it's true. It's just, yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah. It's kind of going off the whole like visual idea to, um, if you could set fans up in the perfect environment to listen to your mixtape or even your music in general, what do you imagine it looking like? Huh? If I could set, <laughs> Well, I'd want lots of people. <laughs> I'd want it to feel like, I don't know. I think for, I think for the, uh, for, for this mixtape, I don't know, probably like some, well, it can be as outlandish as possible. Yeah. Dr dream big, whatever you can think of. Yeah. Almost like some kind of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory-esque kind of, you know, when they step inside and it's just like, it's like just an over, overdose of just 
<laughs> I don't know. There's just too much to look at. Too many is like little everything. Everything's happening everywhere. I don't know. I, I'd probably want to. I don't know. <laughs> you think like very like vibrant. I've had. Yeah, we I've always th- ask this question, and I've got like random ones. Like somebody was like, "To it's like where borders of two countries meet, or like just the most like random things." Damn. Um, yeah. Um. The most- I don't know. Where would I get people to listen to it? Huh. I really like the Willy Wonka type of idea. I feel like the like vibrant colors. You, you like, can go two ways. You can go like the really vibrant kind of like exciting thing, or you can go and they go through the tunnel. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like kind of really like. I like little kind of like. I like it when they're like kind of little kind of worlds kind of tucked away in kind of like unsuspecting places. You know, like. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like when you go into like a forest or something and you and you walk through like a, I don't know, a little, little path and then suddenly you break out into like a beautiful area. It's just like, damn, it feels like hidden and tucked away and stuff. Yeah, so probably, like little probably some like magical fucking magical ass looking, I don't know. I, don't, I actually don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out but, on tour. But also, yeah, we'll find out. But also just, yeah, a very good, a good sound system. Uh, mm-hmm. importantly, a bigger, big sub base, uh, and yeah, an open bar as well. Good call. Good call. Mm-hmm. And what can fans expect next? Um, next more music. I might move to America. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I might, might move out to America, uh, more shows. Uh, I've got a lot of shows to make up for because over over COVID, obviously, couldn't perform live anywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I was saying, for me, that's just like that's my favorite part of all of this. Um, it's kind of why I do it. So, yeah, more shows, more music, more cool visuals, uh, probably some clothing stuff. But that's. That's once I, that's once I, uh, that's once I get my bread up a little bit because <laughs> I want to be able to do it well. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just screen print a t-shirt and call it a brand. I want to kind of, uh, do things properly if we're going to do it at all. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, but yeah, no, just, just more, more music, more everything. Uh, the, the grind continues, the grind continues. Awesome. Awesome. And Sounds like we have a lot to look forward to. How can people stay connected with you? Uh, every, pretty much <laughs> everywhere. The same old is probably what everyone's going to say. Instagram, TikTok, <laughs> uh, all that good stuff. People, people, people. Yes. I mean, the Barney Fletcher is the name. There's, there's no E in Barney. I should, I should reiterate. Uh, yeah. Barney Fletcher on, on all the platforms. I don't need to tell you what the platforms are. Everyone, everyone knows what the platforms are. <laughs> everyone knows, unless there's like <laughs> a new social. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And one, um, my last question for you is what is one quote that you have heard or that you go by that you want to echo out to the world? Oh yeah. I saw this one and panicked a little bit. So I was trying <laughs> to think of like some inspiring quote. It could even, Actually, be, t- even be one that you just like have coined yourself that you say is like your um, catchphrase. I think one which I've just always liked, I think it's quite a popular quote though. So it's not as, uh, it's not going to tick the the unique quote you've not heard before box, but I think it was just one, uh, which I heard a couple years ago. 
uh, is that comparison is the thief of joy. That one, which I mm-hmm. always really like. Um, I don't think I need it as much now because I've kind of realized I, I actually don't care anyway. <laughs> but back then when I first heard it, I was like, oh, damn, you know what? Like, why am I, why am I comparing myself to people who've got all these different stories and everyone's just got their own way of, of coming up in the yeah. music world, in any world. It's like, um, there's no, well, there's no kind of correct formula to do this, you know? So, um, it happens for everyone in, in different ways, but as long as you're putting out good stuff and you're proud of what you do, then yeah, nothing can go wrong. Well, like specifically in music too, like if everybody sounded the same, like why would they listen to your music if you didn't stand out mm-hmm, and you mm-hmm. do. And I think that's like probably why you feel that kind of sense of like, there's no point in comparing because like, yeah, no- I think, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that as well. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, uh, I think actually like, yeah, music at the moment, I do think there's like a, there's, there's a lack of like good rappers who also sing good as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I think of rappers who sing it and I mean, honestly, like the one I think of most is someone like probably like Frank Ocean, cause he does rap yeah. and he does it and he raps well, but he barely ever raps. That's the mm-hmm. only problem. <laughs> <laughs> but no, apart from that, like, I don't know, like not many people are actually like, I mean, obviously there's guys like Drake who are like singing, but it's kind of like in a Drakey, Drake, Drake, Drake. It's very, <laughs> it's very, very tame, you know, it's like the, mm-hmm. so, um, but yeah, I don't know. So I feel like there is a little gap there. No one's, yeah. And also just having fun with this shit too. I mean, mm-hmm. especially after like the couple of years that everyone's had and are still having, it's like, I don't know, people listen to some, not like happy, clappy, like logic type thing. <laughs> <laughs> like overly overly positive like be positive but like Mm -hmm. i don't know just like just 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 stuff which feels good you know yeah um yeah so i think there's maybe a little gap in the market for that so yeah (laughs) i agree so for some feel good music everybody go listen to jetpack now streaming and barney thank Mm -hmm. you so much for hopping on here and chatting with me and excited for what's to come thank you You can follow along with Echo on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.